Welcome to the podcast M&A War Stories. You're joined by your hosts, Robert Heaton and Toby Tester. Each week, we walk through our experiences of M&A projects where we've been involved and we unpack the good, the bad, and the ugly. Our purpose is simply to leave you with valuable lessons that you could use in your M&A projects. And so let's not waste any more time and get this podcast underway. Here we are back again for another week with myself, Toby Tester, and my co-host, Robert Heaton. How are you going, Robert? I am doing well, Toby, doing well. It's a little bit colder than we'd like it to be here in Melbourne, but all the same, it's life's good. By the way, I should let listeners know that I'm actually um, located in uh, Sydney, Australia, and uh, Robert's in down in uh, Melbourne. And Melbourne, generally speaking, is just a tad bit colder. Well, it is. It has a few hot days, but a little bit colder than Sydney. It is. Format, but of but... course, the culture and the quality is higher. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good old rivalry between, yeah, Melbourne, between Melbourne and Sydney yeah, it's, it, yeah. it goes on doesn't it <laughs> and we've been doing the uh, new format we had it last week which I thought was good fun and uh, we're going to continue with this and just let everybody yeah. know like how we work this is that we want to keep this uh, podcast sort of pretty light but serious as well we have got a few serious touches because it is an important topic but we want to keep it brief as well so this time We'll go into a few topics just for this uh, short podcast. I think uh, Rob has got a very interesting news item to share with us and our listeners. I myself would like to go and talk about 2020 again, because 2020 really was an amazing year in so many ways, totally, but from an M&A perspective and a bit of a year in review. And uh, finally, Rob, you've got a training program that you'd like to announce that uh, may be a potential interest to um, our listeners. Exactly. So uh, with that much, let's kick off and get into it, Rob, and tell us news. What's the news, Rob? Oh, well, Raimondo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, most people won't get that one. But, <laughs> no, they won't. Um, that's, that's a bit of an in-joke. <laughs> I was reading something the other day, and it, it sort of made me stop a little bit and just think. Yeah. And basically it said there's going to be a significant increase in 21 and 22 in private equity led deals. Yep. And I sort of immediately went, yeah, and of course. Yeah. And then it went on to say that the cost of capital is quite low. Mm. The Because of COVID, there's a lot of distressed businesses out there that are ripe for picking. But then it said, that one of the reasons why there will be an increase in PE activity is because strategic buyers have dropped out of the market. And I sort of dropping out of the market or have dropped. I've dropped out of the market. Really? Okay. All right. And I sort of went, I went, whoa, hang on a minute, stop, just a second. Let's think about that. Yeah. What they mean by strategic buyers is, of course, the corporates that would normally be looking for deals that align with their strategies, help with their growth, have got some sort of a strategic alignment. And those businesses are currently busy rebuilding and restructuring because they've been hammered through COVID. So that volume of strategic deals that would have normally been going on in the marketplace, they're saying isn't there anymore. Yeah. And that it, that gap will be taken up by private equity. 
I'm interested in this. Uh, what, what's the source here, Rob? Because uh, in a way, I understand to certain extent, but I'm not sure if I quite believe it to that extent. Your, you well, know, I'm not. I'm not sure that I do a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. In, and and it, it's it's not a, like a Bain and Co or anything like that. It, no. was, it was a you know one of the popular news articles anyway. Okay. So it's, it's but I sat okay. but I sat back and went, okay, right. So assuming that to have some element of truth in it, yeah. How's that gonna change? the way deals are done. And, mm. and I sort of thought, well, if it's a PE-led deal, that's likely to result in lower values, right? Because that, that's the way they approach a, a deal. It's like, let's, yeah. let's get it for you know the best price we can. Mm. It also, in many cases, reduces the amount of due diligence that's being done. Mm. Right. So PEs tend to do their due diligence from behind a desk. Mm. They do a lot of financial and legal due diligence. They make the decision to approach and buy, but they're not necessarily looking at it from a strategic point of view. They're looking at it as a hold and sell later point of view. Yeah. yeah. Right. So operational due diligence, strategic due diligence, to some extent, won't be mm. as important mm. right and then of course less integration well yeah because typically PE firms usually take a sort of a bolt-on type strategy they tend not looking for synergies that way whereas these strategic buyers are obviously looking for those integration yep. type um, benefits and, yep. and I, I followed that through mm. and I thought well that overall means less value creation. Mm. Right? Because typically what you'd be doing, you'd be making a strategic acquisition. Yeah. You're looking at it so that one plus one equals four. Yeah. You're looking to integrate that with your existing business over the next two years or something like that. Yeah. And you've got some clear ideas about where the value is. And that can often be represented in... Uh, entering new markets, new mm. geographies, mm. increasing volume, expanding your product range, whatever. Yep. When it becomes a PE deal, it's a different set of criteria. Mm. I have to be honest, so, uh, Rob, listening to this, uh, I'm not too sure the news item or what, which paper this was in, but without evidence or information to back it up, it'd be a bit somewhat dubious about that one, to be honest. Because I would say, if anything, this this finance, this year will be a big year for strategic bars. I think certainly for private equity. I think it'll be a big year overall. I think for M and A. Well, that was my that was my view, yeah. and I, I I read that. And what mm. I will do is I'll I'll go and dig back to the the article and yeah. um, and and put the link on here when we well yeah our so, so, certainly put the link on. I tell you what, Rob. With that in mind, let me go on to the next section so get back to that link because yeah. i'm interested in that one but let's just go on to another item which i would like to discuss which is trends because i think 2020 yep. is was an incredible year and from an m a perspective we touched upon this last week but wouldn't mind touching it and i yeah. am referring to the what i think is a good report which is the global m a report for 2021 by bain and co. That's right. Yeah. Um, and it's a good report. And let me just say what their view on the 2020 year in review was. First of all, they said 
M&A did prove to be resilient because whilst there was a marked drop, like the biggest drop we've ever seen in M&A deal volumes in, in corporate history, there was a massive rebound as well. And in actual fact, if we're reading the news now, we're reading it today, I saw it in the press today, record GDP growth here in Australia. I'm also hearing it in the United States that, we're, that basically economies are rebounding very fast and perhaps the anticipated yep. downturn is not as big as people thought it might be. For example, house prices were meant to be falling by 30%. Well, they haven't. If anything, they're, they're going, going the opposite up, way. They're going up, up by 30%. Yeah, they're going the opposite <laughs> Which way. Which just proves to be how poor economists are predicting things. I mean, yep. <laughs> all the yep. doom and gloom, and it's not coming through. But anyway, going back to the M&A and, and uh, resilience. So what they said was that, that the, the deal volumes did come back and... But one of the interesting things is, is that in 2020 is that deals were far more local. In other words, out of the 75% that they surveyed, all their deals were basically domestic and intra-regional deals. So a lot more domestic in terms of the type of deals are done. And the other thing that was very interesting about it was that it was more digitalized. So in other words, we're using digital technology to actually manage the M&A process. So whether it's in use of data rooms, the actual deal process itself is becoming more and more digitalized. So in other words, we, we're going to be using more tools to use for the M&A process itself. And that's something that they, they found was particularly evident. And the other thing that I thought was quite interesting out of this uh, report was the actual deal valuation. So that's interesting. The, the surprising strength of deal valuations, and that is coming through. So that has proved to be quite resilient and has not diminished. Certainly in the Australia, in the Asia Pacific region. So still value, deal valuation remains strong. So it's been a good year. But of course, they do predict that 2021 will be a very strong year overall. And I don't want to say any more about this report because I think it's an interesting one. But what I'd do is the next time we talk about this, Rob, is talk about capability deals. Like where is this all going? Where are the trends? Yes. And yeah. would love to spend next time we do the podcast to talk about what are known as capability deals, because I think this is the future. Anybody working in M&A needs to know, understand, and how to work capability deals. It's not the same as the way you used to do things. Absolutely. We were talking about this last week off yes. air, and that's definitely a topic, because I think a lot of people out there will go, what? Capability yep. deals, what's that? And I think that's a great topic next week. I think so, yeah. And I, I, and I think it's worthwhile maybe talking, picking a couple of topics, a couple of things in that area, Rob. I don't know what you're thinking. I think that, first of all, we should talk in broad terms about capability deals, like what are oh, yeah. they and that sort yep. of thing. And then yep. take a particular aspect about it, capability and deals. Unpack it. Yeah, it, it could be perhaps the, the valuation aspect of, of how do you value type capability type deals or what do you need to do from an integration perspective? What does integration yep. look like for a capability deal? So we can yep. unpack it that way. But interesting yeah. area nonetheless. So there we go, Rob. So look, we've had your news. Interesting coming back to that, by the way. And I've talked about trends for 2020. I don't want to say any more than that other than its most peculiar year. But you've yep. got a training program, or you've got some news on training that you'd like to announce as well. I will, but before we do that, while you were talking, I yep. just went straight back to my desktop and had yep. a quick look. That article was from the Fin Review. Ah, right on. Financial Review. Okay. And 
it's basically saying the cost of borrowing is so low, da, da, da. Yep. there's a huge incentive to buy companies that op, op, offer steady cash flow from long-duration assets, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Yep. And then it goes on to make those predictions that we just talked about. So, right. you know, look, I think, you know, to the point you've just made earlier, yep. Yep. economists said the house prices are going to take a nosedive <laughs> and have gone the opposite way. Who, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But, but certainly if there is more activity in the PE sector and less strategic deals, then I can see the base of M&A changing, that being less due diligence, being lower values, being shorter deal cycles, being less integration, and not necessarily less value, but value may be suspended for a while i tell you what something rob you know i think that'd be a great topic to come back to so we've got two topics we really want to get to one is capability deals which we do in dispense for the next yeah. podcast but the other one i think is around uh, pe firms and where do we see the trends for pe activity in m yeah. well i'm going to put a call out to the people that are listening to this podcast yeah. um if you've got a particular view on this jump mm. on linkedin yeah, you know, myself, Robert Heaton, and Toby Tester, send us a message, send us a note. Yep, we'll be posting this podcast on LinkedIn anyway. Mm. So let us know what you think. Okay, great, great. You know. Now the last topic for our podcast, Rob, training. Uh, yes. Well, one of the things that we've been doing with Global PMI, and this is a this is an unadulterated plug for global PMI Q unadulterated plug here, folks. Exactly. We've done a complete revamp of our training platform recently, and we've got new courses being offered. The first one off the rank is on my favorite topic, culture and communication. We've taken a different approach to training. So this isn't someone delivering a presentation at you and then getting you to do some exercises. Hmm. This is actually two-way. It's interactive. So you will be encouraged to bring your own thoughts and ideas, bring right. your questions. Right. It's a very hands-on. I, like, I, like, I sound like, because I think the nature of this work, it is very interactive, and I think it's example-based. Yes. And I think it brings out the nuances that way, I think, quite well. It, it does. And you've, you've got to start from the fact that the people that will be going on this course are professional managers Yes. If, if you've been involved in an M&A deal, hmm. or, or if, I'll go better than that, if you're a manager in industry, hmm. whether you like it or not, there's a strong likelihood that you are going to be involved in an M&A deal sometime in your career. And if you're not prepared for that, yep. you're going to fall flat on your face. Hmm. And Culture is one of the starting points we've got. There's seven programs being released over the next seven months. But yep. culture is the first one, and I'd encourage people to go take a look at it. It runs on the 24th and 25th of March. It's a virtual program. It's led by my Belgian colleague, Christophe Van Gamparara. He's a, he's a <laughs> veteran of M&A. He's a yeah. particular specialist in culture. And community. Well, it's funny, Rob, because... Mentioning uh, that because often when M&A fails, it's often blamed on cultural differences. Yep. But 
it's not so much the cultural differences per se, but it's the inability to be prepared to deal with them. So it's actually how do, how do you break it down and actually yes. tackle it? And it's like a lot of things. You can't just talk about culture generally. You've got to break it down to what that means. And as far as I'm concerned, culture is all about process. It's business rules, operating procedures, facilities, technology, organization, structure, roles, responsibilities, skills. You can see I'm just going on and on and on. Um, but basically, it's, it's breaking yeah. it all down you know, into the exactly. individual things which yeah. together define the culture. Yeah, there was uh, there was a, a cartoon I saw yesterday, and it was two businessmen meeting, and one is clearly Japanese, hmm. and he's got the bow. Yeah, yep. The other guy turns around to his colleague and he said, "I don't know what this is about. He seems very interested in my shoes." <laughs> <laughs> you got the picture? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it, it, um, yes, that's so. That's the training program. I'll put the link up on the podcast. Excellent, excellent, rather. Thank you for the opportunity what? of plugging that one. Toby. Well, no, no problems at all on my side, there, uh, Rob. Look, I anyway, just to wrap things up. Look, we've and hopefully everybody's enjoying the new format. We we want to keep news up there. We've had a news section. We talked about trends, which I thought was fascinating, and of yeah. course, Rob's talked about training so that's it for this week certainly stay tuned for next week because we want to go into private equity and go into that bit more detail where are the trends in pe deals and also capability uh, type deals which i think is a, a particular area of interest so with all of that in mind i just want to say thanks very much from myself toby tester and my co-host robert heaton thank you very much toby and it's bye for now and goodbye from me